from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, September 3rd, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. The University of Dayton continues to deal with the worst COVID-19 outbreak in the state of Ohio. The Dayton Daily News reports 343 students have tested positive for COVID-19 since Friday, including 111 on Monday. That is the last day that new data was available. That brings the number of active cases to 744. According to enrollment figures, the number of coronavirus cases is nearing 10% of the student population. The campus alert level remained unchanged earlier this week at status four on its five-tiered system. The next status would call for all students to vacate campus. The Ohio State University issued its latest data yesterday about the testing for COVID-19 on and off campus. And officials say it's cause for concern. Tino Ramos breaks down those numbers. We're talking about over 5% of those who were recently tested, and this is from Monday, came out positive for, with COVID-19. The actual number is 5.7%. Their latest round of numbers also include off-campus testing results. The news isn't as good there. Nearly 10% of the students tested has a positive result. Now, when you look at the cumulative cases in the three weeks back, well, the student positivity rate is just over 3%. OSU officials are also reminding students to be careful this Labor Day weekend. I'm Tino Ramos. And Miami University is reporting a more than 100% increase in COVID-19 cases in the past week. More than 500 students have tested positive there. There is a 10-day shelter-in-place mandate for Greek organizations through next Wednesday. The governor's office has released its weekly travel advisory map. Tracy Townsend reports. All four states from last week, Idaho, Texas, Mississippi, and South Carolina, are now off of the list. But there are six new states on the list, North and South Dakota, Iowa, Nevada, Kansas, and Alabama. This is based on positivity rate, with any state 15% or above included in this advisory. Alabama's, well, it's the highest at 33%. I'm Tracy Townsend. The Ohio House announced that a committee has been formed to lead the effort to repeal and replace House Bill 6. Yolanda Harris has the details. The panel is made up of eight Republicans and six Democrats. House Bill 6 was approved last year to help pay for two Ohio nuclear power plants, but is also directly involved in the scandal that led to the arrest of former House Speaker Larry Householder. We asked Senate President Larry Obhoff about if he supports the repeal. I favor straight repeal. Frankly, I'm not sure how much discussion you really need to have to discuss that. But there are economic effects of doing that. The committee's first hearing is set for next week. I'm Yolanda Harris. Former Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder, who is at the center of the state's largest ever bribery scam related to House Bill 6, entered a not guilty plea to federal indictments in court today. For the second week in a row, the state of Ohio reported fewer than 19,000 new unemployment claims. More than 18,000 first-time jobless claims were filed for the week ending August 29th. More than 339,000 Ohioans filed continued unemployment claims last week. Across the U.S., first-time jobless claims have fallen to 881,000. That's the lowest since March before the pandemic began. 
A court order is likely to give the public even more insight into how the Big Ten Conference decided to postpone the fall sports season. Yolanda Harris explains. Multiple reports say the Big Ten is being ordered to disclose additional information about its decision to postpone fall sports. Reports say the documents must be provided by the Big Ten in the next 10 days. This comes after eight Nebraska football players filed a lawsuit against the Big Ten, saying it wrongfully interferes with its business expectations. I'm Yolanda Harris. An embattled psychiatric facility for teens in central Ohio currently has no teens in it. Bennett Haberly has the latest on the ongoing troubles at Sequel Pomegranate. The state says the last of the children once kept behind the walls of this psychiatric facility were removed in July. Sequel Pomegranate has not provided an explanation to us on where the children went or why they were removed. But in June, the state threatened to suspend admissions here and revoke the facility's license following a pattern of problems. State's online checkbook shows Sequel Pomegranate has been paid more than $18 million since 2011, mostly through state contracts or Medicaid reimbursement money for providing care for teens in need of psychiatric or behavioral help. I'm Bennett Haverly. A bill that would allow county auditors across the state to check gas pumps for fuel quality is stalled in committee. ONN's Steve Vaughn has more. The bill is stalled, just like a Hamilton man's pickup truck, after the diesel fuel pump at a local gas station dispensed regular gasoline. He's heading to work. He fills fills his vehicle up. Turns out it's the wrong fuel. He's got $13,000 in damages. He's got to fight to get it repaired. He's got to take off work to have the work done. Butler County Auditor Roger Reynolds says House Bill 499 has run into opposition from lobbyists representing merchants and the petroleum industry. Steve Vaughn, ONN. And the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are asking states to begin preparations to distribute a coronavirus vaccine as soon as late October. Pete Scalia has the latest. The CDC is offering plans on how to distribute a vaccine and who should get it first. Health care and essential workers, long-term care facility residents, and national security populations are at the top of that list. This does not mean the CDC thinks a vaccine will be approved in less than two months, but the organization's director says he thinks that could happen by the end of the year. I'm Pete Scalia. Special thanks to our affiliate station WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.